Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. Hello, my Mysterians. Welcome back to Terry's Mysterious Moments. Hope you had a good week. Hope you had a good New Year's. So let's get into the story. An incident at a Miami shopping mall which resulted in the arrest of four teenagers earlier last week has sparked the spread of a bizarre theory on social media which suggests the alleged presence of aliens at the Florida establishment. More than 60 police cars swarmed the Bayside Marketplace in downtown Miami on Monday night to shut down a fight involving a group of teenagers who were also throwing fireworks at each other in the open-air shopping mall. Four teenagers, as I said, were arrested in connection with the incident, as reported by local WPLG-TV. According to the suspect's arrest reports mentioned by the television station, the juveniles were causing a riot inside the mall. Dozens of officers were called around 8.30 p.m. local time to the two-story mall at 401 Biscayne Boulevard, after several people called 911 to report what they thought were gunshots, but were instead loud fireworks, thank goodness. Police cars occupied the boulevard and temporarily blocked access between 2nd and 4th Streets. The sheer amount of police deployment to address the incident had raised suspicions among many on social media that the case just might have involved more than teenagers. Some who analyzed footage of the scene outside the Miami Mall on Monday have developed the theory that an alien creature or creatures were the real cause of the disturbance. One account on X, that wonderful place formerly known as Twitter, claimed that the footage showed 10-foot aliens or creatures which were fired at inside and outside Miami Mall. The post reached over 99,500 views on the social media platform, showing the impact of the theory. Another post on X claimed that authorities weren't telling people the truth about why Miami had possibly the biggest police response I've ever seen in my life, received 7.7 million views as of early on Friday. So it took a week to build up to that. The quote continues, I zoomed in on one of the TikTok videos about the Miami Mall creature. So you can see the gray creature walking in between these police cars and the building, wrote another user on the platform, sharing a video of the Monday incident. The same user claimed that eyewitnesses said the creature was blending in with the crowd. It was described as 10 feet tall and being gray but it was blending in with the crowd. 
even though it was very tall, and that it's gray-silver in color. The Miami police report of the incident does not mention the presence of any unidentified creature corresponding to the claims made online. The theory hasn't met universal backing on social media yet, where some have pointed out that they couldn't see any alleged creature and others said that what on the low-quality footage looked like a suspicious creature was possibly three officers walking side by side. Newsweek contacted Miami Police Department for comment email on Friday. Miami Police said that two of the male teenagers arrested aged 15 are facing charges of burglary, third-degree grand theft, battery, and resisting an officer without violence. The other two arrested teens, aged 14 and 16, were charged with resisting without violence. The teen's arrest report said that police were escorting 50 juveniles out of the Miami Mall when they spotted another 15 juveniles beating up on a driver and ordered them to stop. The teens ran away and were eventually stopped by police in a parking garage. In my opinion, this is one of the most ridiculous made-up stories in UFO alien theory history. The supposed aliens were shown in a very badly filmed TikTok video walking rather nonchalantly across the sidewalk or along the sidewalk amidst other just as nonchalant strollers with no one reacting to them, no pointing, no running away in terror, no response whatsoever. This is the problem in both the paranormal and UFO areas of interest. It's too easy to stir up a ridiculous situation with a freaked out happening. Long story short, a bunch of teens were creating havoc in the open air mall, some throwing fireworks around, making some people think they were hearing gunshots. Calls were made and the police responded appropriately, if overmuch. Only a few of the teens were arrested and no aliens were involved. Big story come to naught. Unfortunately, that happens way too often. Now, last episode, I talked about deserted and possibly haunted amusement parks. This episode, I would like to touch on haunted or haunting playgrounds. Either they're haunted or when you're there, you feel like you're being haunted. It's haunting. It's scary. There's a playground in the city of Huntsville, Alabama called Maple Hill Park. It's not a big playground. Just a few swing sets and other playground items, jungle gyms, whatnot. It's a nice little place, quiet and peaceful. As well it should be, for this playground is connected to the Maple Hill Cemetery. It's a historic cemetery in the city of Huntsville. And this playground has some unsettling stories about ghostly happenings within it. Theories about the stories include that the ghosts, if ghosts they be, belong to children who are buried within the adjacent cemetery. There is even an urban legend, much disproved, 
about a local serial killer who had reportedly killed and dumped several children in the area. But as I said, locals say that's just a story. It's one of those stories that seem to come out in places like this, with, with histories like this. Local teenagers referred to the playground as the dead children's playground, which is rather disconcerting because the playground is still very much in use by families. Indeed, it is a popular place with the living and the dead, possibly. So how, you may ask, did this place get such a sad and scary name? Back at the end of World War I, back in the, before 1920, 1917, 18, 19, the world suffered under a pandemic or epidemic, whichever you want to call it, which killed around 50 million people worldwide, men, women, and children. It was the Spanish influenza outbreak, and it hit Huntsville hard, and many of its victims were interred in the Maple Hill Cemetery. There are reports, apparently from paranormal researchers and ghost seekers, that after dark, the children of Maple Hill Cemetery come out to play. The rapid spread of the influenza in Huntsville, infecting all but one doctor and one pharmacist, it is said, caused a cry for help from the stricken city. Ultimately, help did arrive, and medical workers got the epidemic under control and things got better. But the dead were still dead. The cemetery was the site of burials of many of the sickness's victims. Visitors to the playground, usually not during regular hours, report swings swinging on their own, ghost lights appearing throughout the playground and cemetery, and even specters of children appearing in the area. Is this playground and cemetery truly the site of hauntings? It would be interesting to find out. In the town of DeSoto, Illinois in 1925, the day was going along as usual. School was in session. Businesses were engaging in regular business. Housewives were tending to their homes. All as usual. Then nature, as it is wont to do, had a hiccup. A tornado hit DeSoto. With whatever warning they had gotten, over 300 teachers and students sought shelter in the school's basement. But in the aftermath of this tornado, it was found that those teachers and students had been killed when the hyperforce winds collapsed the school down on top of them. Since then, reports have been given in the area of the old school of hearing children's voices laughing and seeing apparitions of children wearing outdated and torn clothing, as if a building fell on them? Could it just be those children trying to continue their too short lives? Sunland Hospital was built to take care of tuberculosis patients. Then they found a vaccine to fight it, which was a very, very good thing. There are numerous tuberculosis hospitals across the United States that have haunting stories, some very popular, some give tours, some have specials there at Halloween. But after TB was no longer 
much of a problem. The hospital was retrofit to become a mental hospital, which had its own problems. It stayed a mental hospital for some time, but as we have seen time and again, mental hospitals just do not have a good track record in the care and feeding, if you'll pardon the pun, the care and feeding of their patients or inmates, however you want to call them. And there's reports of abuses and excesses constantly. And like many of the other hospitals that were mental hospitals, Sunland was shut down. As often happens with defunct hospitals, urban explorers and ghost hunters gain unauthorized access because, as we all know, these places are dripping with paranormal activity, so they say. Unfortunately, one trespasser found the elevator shaft without the elevator car and fell, thus shutting off the access for anyone to come into the building. The building was rightfully so torn down, and another bad decision was put into play as a playground was built on the site of the old building, as typical with haunted playgrounds. Swings swing on their own, and the sounds of happy children are heard. The sight of small ghostly children are seen. I ask you to think now about playgrounds that you might have seen that were not necessarily crowded by families. Um, San Antonio has a city park near me that has a big playground around it, but I've never gone to see if there's anything going on there because I don't need to go find ghosts. They come to me. Anyway, have you ever been to a playground that, that seemed haunted? Have you ever been to a playground where you see a swing going on its own? Do you think that's a ghostly thing going on? Or do you think that's just that's that one swing that can move easier than the others? Maybe a, a gust of wind just in the right place? I don't know. I would like to go visit some of these places, just sit down and watch, see what's going on. I know that there are a lot of times when playgrounds are listed as having ghostly things going on. And I know a lot of times hospitals, and a couple I've been in, have ghostly things going on. Um, so it's, you know, it's it's a is it because of the energy that's left behind? The happiness of the children on the playgrounds or the, the, the mental energy of people in mental hospitals or the energy of people who are dying in, in disease hospitals? Is that what leaves the power behind? Here's, a, here's another question I have for you. Have you ever gone into a church at night when no one's there and been scared out of your wits by the power that's within within that building i don't necessarily say that there are ghosts inside the church i grew up about a quarter mile away from a small country church and i went in several times at night you don't necessarily feel frightened like you're going to be harmed and is it something of a higher spiritual plane that because it is a dedicated house unto God, are there more 
angelic spirits within the building? I don't know. It's something that, that I've not really spent time to think much about except the fact that I've experienced it. I'm wondering how many of the listeners have ever experienced something like this. If you've ever been in a hospital that you swore was haunted, if you've ever visited a playground that you swore was haunted, if you've ever gone into a church late at night and you swore there was more than just you there, I'd like to hear from you. If you've got incidences like that in your past, I'd like to hear about them. You can message me at Terry's Mysterious Moments on Facebook or Terry's Mysterious Moments at gmail.com. So let me know if you've got some of this kind of information. That's what I have for this, this week's episode. I'll try to be back again next week with more interesting stories. So you folks have a good week. It's starting to get cold here in San Antonio, finally. Uh, right now it says it's 27 degrees here in San Antonio. And the next two days, uh, Monday and Tuesday, are going to be boogers, according to the weathermen. Uh, that's why I'm expecting 70 degrees in balmy. But I tell you what, if it gets as cold as it did 10 years ago when I was working outside, I'm going to set fire to my shorts. Anyway... You folks have a great week. I'm glad you were along for the show. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again. Bye-bye.